0: What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of KCL's Keto Corner Podcast. On today's episode, I speak with David Webb. We dive into eating disorders, um, how he transitioned from a normal kind of bodybuilding diet to keto and then into carnivore. Um, David has been through uh, a lot. He struggles with body dysmorphia. Um he opens up about his eating disorder and is just, he is a very humble and kind human. I met him at KetoCon and knew I had to get his story on the podcast, especially once he started opening up about his struggles on social media. So, um, listen to this episode, hear what he has to say, and I hope you enjoy. <laughs> This podcast episode is sponsored by Further Food. You guys know I love Further Food. They are a woman-ran company with a mission. Um, Collagen is important. We all know because it makes up 90% of the connective tissue and organic bone mass in the body, 70% of the skin, and as we age, even in our 20s, our body starts to produce less collagen. So, ladies, that means wrinkles... Are more prone to happen hair breakage all of those things and our joints and everything also play a huge role as well as our gut um, that being said why do I incorporate collagen every day all of those things, but for their food, makes a quality, affordable product, and they recently just launched their newest chocolate collagen, which, by the way, is bomb. Love it. Um, It goes in my coffee. I also have found a new way that I like to make it. I'm dropping this hint for my podcast listeners. Take a scoop of it, put it in some unsweetened almond milk, and enjoy a yummy, like, chocolate milk. That you used to enjoy when you were a child. Oh my goodness, it's so good. And it blends very, very well. You don't get that gritty, weird feeling. Um, it blends very well in cold drinks as well. So, That being said, if you want to give further food a try, you know, they have their unflavored. um, Both the flavor, the chocolate flavor and the unflavored are grass-fed, pasture-raised, and very, very good quality. You can use code Lauren to save 15% on your purchase. Hello, David. How are you?
1: Hey, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing good.
0: I am good. I'm so excited to talk with you, and uh, thank you for taking the time to share more about you and your story.
1: Of course. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and I appreciate you uh, asking me to come on here and, and share my story.
0: Um, so for those who are listening, give us a little bit of backstory on who you are.
1: Okay, so I am... Uh, David Webb, uh, like Lauren said, and I'm 32 years old going on 33. Um, I'm a father of two beautiful children. I have one girl who's six and one boy that's three,
0: which they're adorable uh, by the way. Oh my (laughs) gosh. They're so cute.
1: Yeah. They're awesome. They, they definitely have changed my life. Um, I've been in the military for coming up on 12 years and, uh, I started the ketogenic diet like two years ago and then slowly transitioned to a more carnivore approach at the beginning of 2019 during World Carnivore Month. Um, I say more carnivore approach because I still include some keto-ish foods um, like avocado, olive oil, uh, sometimes keto brick. Or or stuff like that, and and coffee. Yes, because that's not true carnivore. Um, And then, and then, if I'm at a nice restaurant, and if it's a a side Caesar salad, I love Caesar salads. Mm -hmm. I'll get a Caesar salad with no croutons, and uh, as long as it's the creamy Caesar, it can't be the oil based. I'm not a huge fan of that. But oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll, and if obviously if I'm at someone's house and they make some vegetable or whatever, like, I'll, as long as it's not a vegetable that I know upsets my digestive system, then I'll probably, you know, have a little bit just to, to eat what they're, they're making. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So for you, like, what brought you to keto? You've been doing it for two years. What initially brought you to the ketogenic lifestyle?
1: So I was training at super training gym up in Sacramento. And, uh, if you don't know where that um, Mark Bell owns that gym, mm-hmm. his brother, his brother Chris Bell, happened to be up there, and uh, they were both doing the ketogenic diet at the time. This is before Chris started doing a more carnivore approach as well. And I just got to talking to them. Um, I have tried so many different diets. A lot of the diets I've tried, you know, it's to lose weight, and I've kind of gone from losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. Um, throughout, uh, for the longest time since I, I, I mean, I can't remember the last time I like, I wasn't dieting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and Kristen mentioned that like, and so did Mark that like doing the ketogenic diet, like took away those cravings for, um, foods, um, in the standard American diet that, uh, that are trigger foods that made you want to continue eat. Like, you know, I love donuts. I mm-hmm. love pizza, pizza, uh, you know, French fries, uh, candy, ice cream. Um, and then that's what really, uh, kind of spoke to me. Like, you know, maybe I should give it a try. Like at the time I didn't think, I was like, there's no way I'm always going to crave those foods no matter what. Um, but I was like, you know what, I might as well give it a try. I've never been like super overweight or like, and so Chris, I mean, I was, I was fairly lean at the time. Chris was like, why do you want to do the keto the keto diet? And I was like, I I was like I just want I like trying new things I want to give it a shot, see if it works. And uh, so they they broke it down to me. Uh, Chris told me to first um, buy Keto Clarity by Jimmy Moore, either um, audio. And so I did the audio book, and I think I listened to the whole book in like one day. And from that time, I, I, I was hooked. I was committed. I started buying all the ketogenic um, things out there, like you know MCT oil, different keto bars, um, ghee, tallow, duck fat, all kinds of stuff. That um, before I even started, because I wanted to like go just full in on it. um, Which later I realized I didn't really need that stuff. I mean, I bought (laughs) I bought fat bomb cookbooks and um, other keto. meal planning books but um after I started doing it I realized that uh when that it did help with cravings I didn't even crave like keto sweets. so I like never made any fat bombs I um I was pretty simplistic in my approach where I didn't have to make like extravagant meals um I just stick to you know basic things and uh and from there, it kind of expanded, and I just started doing more and more research, talking to Chris uh, more and more if I had questions. Um, but that's how, that's how I kind of got, got started with it all.
0: That's awesome. So it wasn't really weight loss related for you. It was just really kind of like a new lifestyle. You were looking for something, obviously just to try something, but um, looking for a change to maybe kind of help with the cravings that you were having. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um well, that's awesome. And so then about how long were you keto before you decided to do mainly carnivore?
1: So about a about a year and a half, I would okay. say. Yeah.
0: Did you like how did you feel about it? Did you were you excited to do just mainly carnivore or were you like were you scared to give up any of the keto foods? I mean, was it, is your diet now pretty similar to what you were doing before? Or were you including like a lot of fat bombs and things like that?
1: I, for the most part, it was it was fairly similar. Um, I started the ketogenic diet and then um, I actually started doing um, the vertical diet for a little bit while, when I was powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's when I got into the whole uh, FODMAP having to do with different vegetables that um you know your body doesn't process well um, and that's when i started really getting in tune with uh, certain vegetables that i knew made me feel bloated gassy um that they just didn't uh, my body just didn't process well mm-hmm. and so at that point that's when i eliminated most veggies um besides spinach uh or spinach bell peppers uh, carrots, um, and I think that was pretty much it when I was doing the vertical diet. So when I started the carnivore diet, um, it was easy to eliminate uh, eliminate those things. They're not vegetables that I, like, love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then um, with the fat bombs and stuff, I, I saw that, like, when I did fit them in here and there, um, it still brought up, you know, issues with, with overeating and stuff that I, that I struggle with um so it was easier just to to eliminate those kind of things and i'm not saying that i i won't try them from time to time right um you know i definitely tried some at, at KetoCon, and you know upset, <laughs> uh, upset my stomach a bunch oh from the
0: yeah <laughs> <the different laughs> me too
1: <laughs> the different fake sugars and stuff but um yeah so i mean i i was excited to, to go in all in on it but wasn't sure how it was you know pan out uh when i did start it
0: so did you notice any like negative effects going carnivore at all like it, it i mean i know everyone has their own experience and for me i think as a female and the types of hormones that i have and all the things that i deal with carnivore strictly carnivore did not fare well for me so um i feel like most men really it works really well for them and they don't tend to have any negative side effects
1: yeah i haven't i haven't seen any negative side effects and i have um so when i started carnivore i did like go on off of a break from keto over the holidays um and so like it was keto i did i did a break because and i i had left it's i kind of i i left my last job in in california moved to texas um and it it really wasn't that great of a time for me um i was depressed that i had to leave super training gym and and team slingshot and mark bell and um didn't know what what i'd have here in um san antonio for me as far as uh a gym to go to and and training and it was more there was more sort of like a team aspect that uh, you know i still miss uh to this day but um i knew i was gonna be traveling to visit both of my sister or two of my sisters um, in California and then Arizona. Um, and with family, it, when you explain to them that you're on this, this new diet and like you can't have certain foods, um, and you're staying with them. Um, like I told one of my sisters, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this, so these are the only foods I can eat. And then I really sat back and started thinking about it and like, I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I felt really bad about telling them that, like, because uh, my family we we like we like we enjoy food and we like going places. And anytime I go to see any of my family, there's certain places we like to go. And at that time, I still wasn't truly comfortable in telling them that you know I've tra- changed the way I, I'm eating. And so even after I told them that, I like went back and forth, and I was like, you know what, when I visit. Um, we can just enjoy um, whatever, and so during that time, uh, and it was at the end of the year. Um, I kind of just let loose and, you know, put on a bunch of weight. And so, um, so then that's when I transitioned into into carnivore full bore because I knew that there was weight that I wanted to lose again, and I was I was committed because it was World Carnivore Month and all these people were doing it, um, but. Uh, since I started, you know, I really haven't seen any negative side effects. And as I started implementing more nose to tail stuff, um, you know, I felt I, I felt great. Um, and I don't I have avocados here and there. And like I said, olive oil and um, and those don't really upset my stomach or anything or or anything. So, yeah, I, I mean, I feel great. I I can't say that I'll ever go like full on carnivore where I won't <laughs> have those those things here and there but
0: yeah. yeah i don't i don't know if i could live that life to be honest like <laughs> no coffee i would die <laughs> yes
1: and even people that's that, that say they're full carnivore, that they, they still have coffee beans mm-hmm. which yeah um yeah you
0: have to be hardcore like sean baker <laughs> yeah or paul
1: saladino
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh um so for you um going keto and carnivore has done quite a few things aside from you know giving you a new perspective on diet um you don't really I'm assuming you probably don't use the term diet as often you're more like it this is my lifestyle this is what I do yes um so let's kind of touch on the eating disorders cravings things like that that you've struggled with and how long have you struggled with them
1: so uh yeah so just like about two weeks ago I, I opened up really for the first time about uh, my history and struggles with eating um I would say is is definitely something that was hard to do because I didn't want to even admit to myself that I struggled with um, or I didn't even want to put a label on it with mm-hmm. like bulimia and stuff um, for many years. Um, so it was after my bodybuilding show in 2007, um, and when I dieted for that, I did the standard, you know, chicken, broccoli, rice, um, sweet potato. I ate the same thing every day. I didn't stray away from it. I I brought my food to restaurants. Um, when people would ask me to go out to eat, I would say no all the time, and then. They would end up just stop asking me to to even go out to eat because they're like, "Oh, he's getting ready for his bodybuilding show. He's not. He's not gonna want to come out." Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where that my relationship with food really took um, a turn for the worse. And I'm sure before that, um, there was areas in my life where I, where I struggled with with, with eating that kind of and it kind of just exasperated itself uh, during that time. Um, so I. Mentally, I looked at food as either good or bad. And um, after my bodybuilding show, um, even when I went out to restaurants, like I, I literally would be the last person to order food at a restaurant. Because in my mind, and I'm looking at the menu, I'm like, am I going to eat good today or am I going to eat bad today? And I knew if, if my choice was I'm going to eat bad today, I'm going to get a burger and fries or something, then I knew that my rest of my day would – would just be would be bad I I, I would be eating food not aligned with what I thought was was good food and so that's kind of
0: it's kind of that mentality where like I've already screwed up for the day might as well like go all in
1: yes and I'm very and that's how I am I'm kind of either all in or I'm not all in like Mm -hmm. there's no like like in between and so that's kind of where it really started. Um, and then it it kind of just expanded itself from um, I would eat. Then me and my buddy that um, he had competed as well, we would do, we would say super strict during the week. And then on one day on the weekend, we would just eat whatever. Right. And so literally by wednesday of each week we would be planning out our whole day of what we would be eating like hey we're going to go to fuddruckers and get a burger and fries then we're going to go to dairy queen then we're going to get pizza at night and and then come that would be on a sunday come monday morning we'd be strict back on our diet and so that's where and
0: probably miserable too huh? oh
1: mi- miserable for the for the first few days and i'm like i don't ever want to eat that food again come wednesday we are planning the next the next sunday
0: Isn't that crazy uh,
1: yeah and so, um, during that, and then that's kind of where it it really took took full force as far as the the binge eating part. and and so um after that, uh, it kind of just the same thing. I would be on my whatever diet I was doing at the time, um, and I say diet because I literally was trying all the Duke and diet, the zone, mm-hmm. the zone diet, the, you know, eventually flexible dieting, um, if it fits your macros, um, and the, the list goes on. And so I would do it really good during the week. And then on the weekend I would just, uh, you know, binge eat or whatever.
0: Yeah. So, so you struggled with binge eating. You've also had bulimia as an eating disorder as well.
1: Uh, yes. So, um, with that, yeah. So it, I I still remember the day that it happened. Um, I was at my buddy's house. Um, his uh, fiance at the time was had made a bunch of cookies, uh, they were joking around, oh how much cookie, how many cookies you can eat, and it was around Halloween. And so I was eating candy. We ate we ate the food, and then I must have had like thirty some cookies or something. Um, we had to go to work at night, and at that time, you know, apart from the military, I was working at a, at a bar as a bouncer, and that night, I was like, hey, bud, I, I do not feel good. Um, I feel like I'm going to throw up, and so I went upstairs. We They had a bathroom from, it was like in the daycare of, of a church that was above uh, where the bar was at, and I literally... I, I was probably up there for an hour and made myself throw up upwards of like 30 times. Oh, wow. Uh, and when I was done, I felt like I didn't even eat any food that day. And like, I wasn't bloated. Um, I was as lean as I was earlier. Um, and and that's what something something that night just triggered where like, I was like,
0: it became a habit.
1: Yeah. I I was like, I can eat whatever and then just throw it up and I'll, I'll be fine. I won't even put on any weight. And I started doing like research, like, Hey, you have to, after 45 minutes, your body's absorbing those calories. So even if you throw it up, like your body's still absorbing those calories, but physically it didn't feel like I took in those calories. Right. Mm hmm. Um, and so that's where that's where it really got bad. And that, that was probably 2013 or so. Um, and then so anytime I decided to quote unquote, eat bad, it, it would just turn into a binge uh, to the point where like I would, there was a couple streets where I would literally bounce back and forth, uh, different drive throughs at different restaurants and order food to the point where like my bank called me and was like hey we have some we have a bunch of charges at these fast food restaurants within a certain time frame we just want to make sure that you know your card wasn't stolen or something and i'm like Mm. uh no those are all valid transactions
0: oh gosh that's (laughs) Uh, crazy
1: and then and then i would drive home um uh make myself throw up and then Um, and then from there, like I started weighing myself before, like that morning, then I would weigh myself after I binged. And then every time I threw up, I would weigh myself and I would literally make myself throw up until I was that same weight that I was that morning. Um, and then I would, I would, uh, (laughs) do it in a garbage can and then I would weigh the the garbage bag to make sure that the, the weight equaled out. Like it just, um,
0: It became an obsession
1: yes it, it definitely became an obsession and it wasn't like an everyday thing it was like
0: it was just when you over ate and yeah binged yeah now were you able to hide this from your wife i would assume yeah. that this could be something very hard to hide
1: yeah so the the purging part yes but she knew that um she would see me like just go on the pantry and because you know my wife's really good at just eating food in moderation and and not worrying about it um and and so we would always have like certain sweets or snacks or cereal or I mean ice cream and she would definitely notice because in the morning if I she'd go to bed and in the morning she'd go in the pantry and like I would try to eat everything to like just get it out of the house and she would Mm -hmm. notice that like you, you ate 10 oatmeal cream pies last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what happened to the ice cream? What happened to this? And um, and then I tell, and then finally you know, I told her about the, the binging part. I never really opened up about the, the purging part. Um, but I told her for that, like, hey, if you see me this doing this, like, you know, just tell me to stop eating. But um, even when she would tell me, like, I would get upset and be like, I'm not binging. Mm
0: -hmm. um it's funny we we try to justify it to people I've done that numerous times and what's funny is my husband's the same way I don't know that he's ever really like admitted or said that he's had an issue um but like we both did it together we both were I mean that's how we both got overweight was we would essentially just binge together we'd go out we'd have like three meals a day and this was prior to keto we would eat um tons like breakfast lunch dinner at all of our favorite spots and then we'd go to the grocery store and we'd stock up on all the favorite candies that we wanted and then we'd stop and get a dozen donuts and we'd split them and then we would get like a dozen cookies and split those and down all of that in one day and we both would never like say anything about it and Mm -hmm. it wasn't until like i Um, I came to terms with it myself, like thinking this, this isn't normal. Like when you change that thought process of like, this is just my cheat day. And then really putting in perspective, like how much you're eating and really what, what justifies it as like just a cheat day. And like what is it doing for you overall over the you know the course of the week you put in all this work throughout the week and then you it all goes to crap at the end of the week because you've eaten like 5 or 6000 calories, you know?
1: Yeah. And you're like you're almost justifying it like oh it's my reward for being good all
0: week yeah it's having to break that mindset of like you know seeing food as a reward or viewing it as like a a cheat or a treat that's like that was the hardest mentality for me to break I know and I'm sure you could probably agree
1: yeah definitely and and now that you say something about you know you and your husband like I would say that my wife and I we we probably did that too but when you're doing it with someone that can do it in moderation and then you're the one like oh well there's more pizza slices there's more cookies there's more Mm-hmm. oh you're you're done eating it can I have the rest of your food that yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it it wasn't a a good a good combo yeah at least. <laughs> it, it was
0: it was kind of crazy for us to kind of realize that we were fueling each other's problem and so um you know time time to time you know we we still have to like if we're just it, it hasn't happened really much with keto at all but like before we would have to be like are we fueling each other's fire are we like you know is this is this good for both of us? And so we had to really kind of keep each other in check, which, you know, is, is hard to do when you're married. I feel like, because you don't really want to call your spouse out on their eating habits because what good does that do? I mean, that causes an argument, you know? So, um, you do, you kind of, you kind of get defensive, like you said earlier about how you would say, like, "Hey, call me out," and I gave Tyler that permission several times, and I, my binge brain would be like, get so defensive and be like, "Absolutely not! I'm not binging. I know what I'm doing. I'm in full control." And he'd be like, Lauren, I'm just doing what you asked me to do. I'm just telling you, like, this is the behavior that I see. This is what you're doing, and I think you're you're binging. And I would defend myself and get so upset.
1: So true, so true. Because uh, yes. yeah, you're you're just like you want to still try to like justify it and say, yeah, you're in control. But really deep down, when you when you sit back and look at it, you know that you know that. <laughs> Um, but it's hard to, to really <laughs> get to terms with that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So um, now with your body dysmorphia and all of that, when did that start? Did you like was that after your bodybuilding show or I know a lot of people who did like bodybuilding shows and I, I feel like the majority of people who um, who compete tend to have body image issues after and suffer with it for a long time. So was that kind of when that started for you or have you had it for longer?
1: I would say probably close to, to then uh, definitely because you see yourself in like this top peak physical condition that you you've never been in before um that's not sustainable um and you tell yourself like oh I could sustain it um but growing up you know I was made fun of for for being overweight I mean I, I don't think I I ever really was overweight but uh, there was people in my life that that made fun of me um which ended up getting me in the gym and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to prove these people wrong. Um, But yeah, I mean, I can't pinpoint like really exactly when it started. I just know that I'd never really been happy with, with the way I looked. I always thought I had to, you know, look a certain way, had to be a certain leanness. Um, You want to see all six, sometimes eight abs, depending on, you know, how you're built. And, um, if I didn't see them, like I, even if I was lean or whatever, then I would just say I was fat. Like yeah. I'm, o- I'm overweight. Um, and even, even with, in the military, they, they have like the, um, body mass index, which isn't really a good teller of how, how lean you are because it's based on, you know, how tall you are, your
0: height, your weight, your no, all weight.
1: That. And then you get a number, and if you're not a certain weight, so it doesn't take into account muscle mass whatsoever. Um, so even even then, like you know, if I wasn't 168 pounds, um, they would ask you if you want to see a nutritionist. Um, and I'm like, I'm fit. Like I get max points on my PT test, but you're asking me if I want to see a nutritionist because of my BMI,
0: which mm-hmm. which
1: which now they don't really rely too much on that anymore, but but still like you know any any kind of words like that especially from like a doctor or or whatever like uh, they have they have an impact that you know isn't often often seen right um, yeah
0: it's crazy when I mean when I still look and, and you've met me in person you've seen me on Instagram when I go to the doctor I'm still considered overweight and I'm just it blows my mind I'm like I mean I'm 5'2 with a lot of muscle i do have body fat but it's just like what to what degree are they saying like you should be you know like yeah how, they don't take into account every single fact so it really does mess with your mind um you know when you're like well dang i guess by society standards i'm still overweight and i need to get skinnier and i think that that fuels a lot of people's issues um you know, going to the doctor and, and being weighed and being kind of like nitpicked and saying that you're unhealthy. And, you know, I I feel 100% that the body I'm in right now is healthy. But, you know, when when you have other people telling you it's not it can play with your brain.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm sure that's probably really hard being in the military too. So do you have to be like a certain weight or like anything? constantly now
1: no so i mean they've kind of switched the the whole um physical training regulations and and stuff to not really taking account bmi anymore Uh, but before what they would do so if you were over the bmi they would end up measuring your neck and and your waist and then doing a formula to figure out how much body fat you you had um which I don't even know how that formula works, but um, then they would come out with something and be like, "Oh, you're good to go, based on your your waist and your your neck measurement."
0: Isn't that crazy? How they yeah. they can just you know uh, nitpick you by those things? It's I'm mm-hmm. sure it's very awkward. Um, so you've been you said you've been in the military for how long?
1: Uh, coming up on twelve years.
0: That's crazy. Do you plan on staying in?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah so plan on staying in the full 20 at at a minimum. Gotcha.
0: Um, how do you find like the people in the military respond to you following a ketogenic diet? Like when you first started, obviously you have a muscular physique and I'm sure that most of the people that you work with are pretty active in the gym and things like that. So, um, when you, started doing this, did you have any people be like, you're crazy, you're going to lose all your muscle, like you're not going to be able to build muscle?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but then again, I have a lot of people that that ask me about it. And I have seen there's a few people where I work now that that are on a ketogenic style diet. Um, and that have been doing it for a while. Some ask me about it just to, to do it a couple months out from a PT test that they need to lose 10 pounds or so, mm-hmm. um, around their, around primarily their waist, as far as, you know, they lose a lot of water weight and you lose that bloatness and stuff. Um, they'll do it and then, then get off of it or whatever. But I actually, I have a lot of people that ask me about it. The fasting part is when I, when I do extended fast, that's the, oh the, yeah. that's the part when, uh, I get all the, the questions and, um, you're going to lose all your muscle and how do you have energy and uh -hmm. and everything uh but the more no i just continue to do it and like and people ask me so what are you eating today oh i got heart liver kidney (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they kind of they kind of just laugh and like (laughs) yeah they're kind of like
0: what What? yeah (laughs) and
1: so um but more and more people I, i found are are have there has been a lot of people that have came up to me you know just asking about they're like hey we're hearing a lot more about this ketogenic diet and stuff and we know that's what you're on and and I have I have a full list of resources uh, website links on my phone for when people ask me and I literally can just shoot them over to like 15 different links about the the ketogenic diet or book recommendations or whatever and um I just have them I I don't want to sit there and try to explain myself and have and just hear them come back and forth about Mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, here's here's the information, you know, you can choose to um, take a look at it and and receive information. Um, And I'll just give it to them because I as far as when it becomes an argumentative like discussion between different diets or whatever, then. I just, I don't want to even even go there.
0: You're just like, I'm doing what's best for me. So uh, you can take it or leave it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they see how much I exercise and stuff. And they're like, you don't have any carbohydrates. And I'm like, no. No.
0: (laughs) I feel fine. And you're perfectly fine. So when you decided to do keto, um, I know you said like you kind of waited to tell your family and stuff. Have you always dealt with any kind of like negativity when it comes to trying different diets with your family or? Is it you just didn't want to tell them about this because of the bad rep that keto gets?
1: Yeah, um, so I wasn't too hesitant about telling them about the diet in general. It was more so I didn't even want to, like, cross the lines of saying, like, hey, I'm not eating these certain foods anymore. Like, I can't go to these certain restaurants with you guys. I can't, like, do this. Um,
0: cause when people hear, I can't, they tend to be like, Oh, well that's not healthy. That's creating just another mm-hmm. eating disorder. At least that's, that's the, that's what's happened in my experience I, with, uh, yeah. with several family members or people in general.
1: Totally. And last, so, you know, it's it probably the last two times I went home, I, I was strict on, you know, my, my diet and, and whatnot. Um, the time before that I ended up, it was the first time I started keto and I was like 60 days in and I gave in and I saw what happened when I was there and I just overate and just, just went crazy with mm-hmm. everything I was eating. And so like, um, two times ago I was back home and my, my, one of my sisters, she, she does all the social media for this bakery company that, um, I knew the owners for and stuff, and she wanted me to try these cookies. And I, and I was like Nazra, like I can't, um, like mentally I can't, I can't even have like a bite of the the cookie and be okay with it without me. I'm like I can't just eat a bite of it. Like, mm-hmm. it will. I'll I'll I want to try every cookie and I want to eat the whole thing. Like, um, and I felt really bad about it, and I literally text um texted danny vega and i was like danny i'm in this place like you know i want to appease my sister and you know try these cookies but like mentally i know i can't and um he ended up replying like um and saying that you know you can do it don't don't like give into the pressure and um just try to explain to her her why and 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 whatnot and she was totally receiving of it and stuff and you know I was thinking way more into it than I needed to Uh, well
0: we tend to not want to upset the people like especially that are closest to us so I mean I can I can totally understand and it's funny how people try to justify it for you. They they try and say like, "Oh, but it's this one time," or "Oh, mm-hmm. but it's this," you know, but you knowing yourself better than they do and and stating that, I feel like is so admirable because a lot of people would give in to that peer pressure. Um and, and I'm I'm the exact same way with like as you. I would literally eat all 24 cookies instead of just one because okay. You know, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want just one. If I'm going going off, I'm going all in. Um, And so that's why I find that I am more of an abstainer. And I love talking about this topic with people. Um, I tend to, you know, I'm not one of those people that, you know, I do keto as a lifestyle. And uh, I know my limits. And um, things don't tempt me anymore. It's just not, you know, of course I would love to down a dozen donuts from the local bakery that I love, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to, because I know what it's going to do to my body and I know what, what's gonna the repercussions and where it could send me. But like my husband, he is totally like. You know, he can go on vacation and eat whatever he wants off keto because he's keto too. And then he come comes back and it's typically fine for him to get right back on. Um, whereas like I would struggle and I would, the sugar and everything would just kind of get to me mentally. So would you say you're more of like an abstainer as well?
1: Yes, I, I would much rather abstain than anything. Um but, to, but when I say that, deep down, I, I want to be able to come to a place in my life where um, those times, like with my kids' birthdays and mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of, there's, I mean, my the rest of my family is not ketogenic or anything. And so um, there has, there, since I started this, you know, different journey with the ketogenic and carnival lifestyle, there has been birthdays already that, I haven't enjoyed cake with them and that hurts me deep down mm-hmm. um, and I know to a lot of people it may not seem like a big deal but to me like I don't want my kids to grow up and and have issues with eating like yep. like I have and I mean they see the way I eat right now and they are they're always asking um, daddy are, are you just eating meat tonight and I'm like yes I am um, but I know deep down inside of me that I want to come to a place where I can enjoy a slice of cake with my kids and go back to the mm-hmm. diet and, and not think twice about it or um, or whatever, or times back home with my family. Like, you know, food and my is a social thing and we enjoy. I, w- I want to be able to come to a place where I can eat a meal and going into it, know that I'm going to be okay coming out and, I'm, yeah. and it's not going to send me into a binge or anything um and ultimately that that that's my goal
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and that's as a good I, goal as for I sure. continue on this journey
0: yeah I mean I think that that is something that everyone wishes that they could learn you know like I, mm-hmm. I totally 100% agree with you I feel like um you know and I actually did something like that last year so my son's birthday is in September and for his 3rd birthday my mom got the absolute best cook um cupcakes and cake from our favorite baker and I ate two of the cupcakes. I could have stopped at one, but I ate two and I was done. I was like, you know, cause Connor was like, mommy, like have cake with me. And I actually did a post on it. I got my husband to take a picture of, of me being fed cake by Connor. And I talked about this memories over macros, um, kind of approach. And so it's obviously something I still work on, but, um, kind of just, like, understanding that when you're in a situation, like a birthday, like, for your kids, um, you know, and you're making those memories, and if the food that is around you is associated with the memories that are being made, um, understanding that, like, just because you make the choice to eat a certain way for that moment, like, you can get right back on it your next meal and not feel regret about it. So, um, you kind of cherish the memories over the macro aspect of it, per se. Um,
1: for sure. And I, I love that. Yeah. Mem- mem- memories over macros.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I I take that approach with a lot of my clients, Um, you know, talking about like holidays and stuff, like people talking like, oh, I baked this chocolate pie with my grandma for Christmas and we always eat a slice after it comes out of the oven, but I'm keto now, so I can't do that. And I'm like, no, we really need to stop talking about what we can't do and realize that we are fully in control um, and that we can do these things and that we have control after the fact and, and for the behavior that comes after that. So um, I think that it's it's obviously something that I, I'm working on myself as well. Um, but it's, it's good for you that you have that goal that you just want to kind of be able to um, have that moderation. I mean, I think... think a lot of people have that goal but saying it out loud and hearing you know hearing someone say like that's ultimately it's not that you want to be on a diet your entire life it's just that you want to be able to kind of enjoy and not feel guilty about it for sure and same with like the kids so the kid aspect really hits home like not wanting your kids to feel like you're on a diet all the time or um hearing them hearing you talk negatively negatively about yourself like That's a huge, huge thing in our household that I refuse to, I don't want to pass down to Connor the body image issues that I've had or um, the eating issues that I've had. So trying to be aware of the verbiage and the wordage that I use around him when it comes to food and like body image, I'm sure you feel the same way.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely.
0: It can be really hard though, because like, you you forget and you forget how absorbent their little minds are. Like, they they remember everything you say.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And my and my wife will still call me out on it. if I say something negative about myself. Like, especially the kids around, she will not hesitate to to call me out on it. And, yeah. Um, uh, because even if you don't, they don't seem like they're paying attention. Like, they they hear you know everything that's being said
0: yep they do it's kind of crazy uh my my dad has this joke with connor he's like papa's got a fat belly and so connor comes home and he's like mama papa's got a fat belly and so do i and i like cringe whenever he says that because i'm like i don't want anyone making you think that you have a fat belly you know just hmm the, the way that, I mean, it's funny how they just absorb it and, and they, um, eventually they'll know what it means. And so I just, I try really, really hard to, uh, to keep that out of our vocabulary. So, um, but the last thing I wanted to kind of ask you about was this keto brick experiment you just did. I want to know the details on, uh, on how you felt doing it. And if you want to share so people know, um, Kind of like what it was you were doing
1: yeah so me and um brandon uh keto carnivore king and uh um john the keto road we did uh this keto brick experiment where we had three keto bricks a day um the goal was seven days and um each one of us lasted uh well two of us lasted four days and one of us lasted two days um I I really enjoyed it. Um, it was it was a fun experience. Um, I did have some raw milk because um, I made some like keto brick pudding and uh, and stuff or keto brick cereal. But that was the only addition I had to it. Uh, it was the first time, as far as since going keto, where my fat was above eighty uh, percent, which which was new to me. And so that was one of the reasons I was really excited to do it. And protein. Uh, was low. Carbohydrates were obviously low. Um, But that was the first time that my fat was over 80%. So I really was interested to see how how it would feel. And um, I always said that, you know, I'd never register high ketones um, because of my activity level. Um, But after doing, after the first day, like I started registering above one, which I never consistently register above one millimolar. And then... Um, I think on the last day it ended up being above two at one point. Uh, but I, I felt great. Like, uh, it, what happened was, so what happened was, was that, uh, <laughs> <What had
0: happened? laughs>
1: yeah, um, was, um, uh, I talked to Robert and Robert texted me a couple times. Uh, he's the owner of Keto Brick and he, he asked me how it was going. He's like, I just don't want you to get sick of them. And so I I tried like all different kinds of ways of eating them, melting them down, putting them in molds or doing like a brittle where I just break it up in thin pieces, which was probably my favorite uh, way to eat it. But um, yeah, after the after the fourth day, um, we were talking and I was like, I think this is going to be it. Like I need some meat in in my life. (laughs) Um, I don't want to like grow sick of the keto bricks and afterwards like three of us talking we were like I'm not gonna eat a keto brick for like a month, but literally like three days later I was like, I really feel like a piece of keto brick right uh-huh.
0: now. Uh-huh, that's so funny. Uh,
1: but yeah, it, it, it was a good little experiment and I think the biggest thing that we all got away from it because uh, me and or Brandon and I, we don't um, have our fats that high um, and both of us talking about it, like was like we actually felt really good, um, you know, as far as energy. And um, I was definitely, I was probably five, six hundred calories over my maintenance that I would that would estimate what what it was. And I was slowly losing, like you know, a few ounces up until uh, I ended up losing like four pounds over the whole experiment. Mm-hmm. in four days and i was eating more calories than i than i typically would so it was it was really interesting and i don't know if that that might have been like an increase in activity level or um or neat non-exercise activity level and stuff so um, yeah I'm sure it was a it's, combination of things
0: it's kind of like those uh, beef and butter fasts or egg fasts that people yep. do it's i've done I them know, all yeah i know i know robert did a um a egg fast and he was just like trying to get people to understand like yes I lost weight and you will lose weight too but understand that your body is processing the same thing every single day and there's no like complications with it in your gut so it's gonna it's gonna you know obviously help you lose weight you're and on the egg fast you're typically not consuming more calories like you are with the keto brick but mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I know that you and Brandon kind of keep your fats a little bit lower. So I was curious to see how you guys felt and if you incorporated the higher fat after, um, if if you're doing that now.
1: Yeah, so we both um, we both you know want to start incorporating a little bit more higher fat in in our diet and and a little less protein. You know, protein's still going to be higher than the typical um, ketogenic diet or therapeutic ketogenic diet, but um yes we definitely want to start incorporating more fat and stuff Um, there's
0: nothing like that mental clarity you get with a little bit extra fat and then the energy too like even if you don't register a little bit higher ketones you still just feel so much um so much clearer I feel like
1: totally I, I totally agree and I at the same time I so my one like Achilles heel kryptonite was sugar free energy drinks, mm-hmm. which have ace K in it and sucralose. Um, and I was drinking like one a day. So when I started that, I was like, I'm not drinking any. Um, and so I like I went on like two weeks without one and stuff. But someone bought me one yesterday, so I I had it just because they bought it for me. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I totally felt like. Great. I mean, I just had coffee, you know, in the morning and, you know, I was good to go the rest of the day. Um, so I definitely, um, it was, and that's what you just said, like having the higher fat and the the, the mental clarity you get and everything. Um, that's why, you know, doing the, exper- the experiment in the end was, was so good for us because we really found how we felt with the higher fat.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I know you said that you've tried all the diets out there and stuff and you tried the egg fast and the butter fast, but I think it's good for people to just experiment and kind of see how things work. Um, and kind of, I think it gives you the power to learn like everything about your body in depth. So, um, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I, could, sure. I know I could eat keto brick every day. I do eat it every day, but I don't know that I could eat three bricks a day. That would, <laughs> you know, and that's
1: all. Yeah. yeah,
0: And that's all. Yeah. I got to have some kind of eggs or some kind of steak or something in there. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I totally feel you, but well, um, I have really enjoyed this conversation and I, once again, want to thank you for taking the time to record with me, um, But for people who want to learn more about who you are, where can they find you?
1: So Instagram, uh, DJ underscore Carnivore Keto. And people have asked me if I'm a DJ. No, I'm not. (laughs) uh, My middle name um, has a J. It starts with a J. So that's um, where DJ comes from. But um, yeah, just DJ underscore Carnivore Keto. I'm most active on on Instagram um, apart from every other social media platform.
0: And everybody can find you running at like 3 a.m. every day. (laughs) Yes yes i'm always like so jealous i I love running and i want to get back into running but i'm like looking at you and brandon and how much y'all run i'm like gosh y'all you're killing it so yeah um, but yeah well it was so good to talk to you um and uh i look forward to chatting again soon
1: yeah thank you so much for having me on lauren i really appreciate it
0: you're welcome This podcast is also sponsored by Real Good Foods. You guys know I love Real Good Foods. They make quality, keto-friendly, low-carb products that are high in protein, um, convenient for the whole family. They make pizzas, poppers. Um, They just recently released their newest stuffed chicken breast. They also make breakfast sandwiches. So uh, if you cannot find them locally, click the link in the show notes so you can find a store locator to tell you where you can find them near you. Um, You can also order online. They'll ship them right to your door. And if you order online, you can use code KCL15 to save 15% off.
1: (laughs) Love, love, love. I Love, like it I